This is Out in Arkansas with Tracy and Angie. We are your host, Tracy Berry and Angie Bowen. What's up, Ange? Uh, not a lot. We have a special, you know, on-air guest in addition to the human one. We have little Udi. Oh, we do. Who's we all do. curled up. <laughs> yeah. He's like the unofficial third co We have, we have multiple guests mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, thank you for being here with us. He's got a blanket yeah. and a mom. He's cool. Yeah. He's he's good stuff. Yeah. He even has his own social media. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's kind of a big deal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has more followers than I do, actually. On like, I think that that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to follow him. Obviously. Yeah, now you're going to have to follow him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And our, our other guest today is VL Cox. Hey, VL, what's happening? Hey, how's it going? It's good. It's good. good. I mean, it's Monday, but hey, it's not 100 plus degrees outside. Oh my God, I almost died when I came home. I forgot how hot it was here. It's yeah. not that hot in Richmond. It's pretty, oh, yeah. pretty warm here. Well, is, but it's still, is it humid though? Is it just as humid in Richmond or is it? Well, they think it is. Um, the, <laughs> yeah. The James River runs right by the city, which, you know, it's, it's a water-based yeah. thing. But it, it's, it is humid there and it is hot there. But it's not like the hot here. The heat's searing here. It's a lot different. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but it's a lot warmer. So when they say, oh, it's so hot up here, I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> well, Y'all have yeah. never been in the deep Maybe south you before. Should, right? <laughs> you, should go, you should go to Arkansas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, a few weeks ago, we were in on vacation in San Diego, and there were excessive heat warnings, and it was like 75 or 80 degrees. <laughs> wow. And we were like, no, guys, like you don't even know. I mean, But in their, in all fairness, they're not really their stuff they don't have air conditioning like it's just because it is such a temperate climate most of the time so when it hits 75 80 and is that kind of humid yeah i mean it does we would actually feel it like about the only time that we really felt it is when we went into restaurants because then you would be you'd be outside in the open air and then you would walk in and because they don't have ac it was like Basically standing in front of the oven when you open the door. Oh, wow. That was what it was like to walk into a restaurant. But that was pretty much the only time that we felt it. Oh, wow. But we did kind of chuckle almost every day. Mm-hmm. When it's like, excessive heat warning, high 75. <laughs> We're like, no, you don't what? even know. You don't even know. <laughs> it feels yeah. so good out here. I have to wear long sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sarah ran around in a jacket the whole time. I mean, I still was able to sweat because I will do that anywhere. Uh, but Sarah ran around with a jacket. Wow. Mm-hmm. All the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different kind of heat. <laughs> <laughs> that dry heat. It's a dry heat. It's a dry it's heat. Out there I don't know. West. Yeah. Mm. Well, I just get to experience the Arkansas heat the entire summer. It's fine. It's fine. It's terrible. Makes you tough. <laughs> I mean, Bill keeps trying to get me to come out to Richmond. I just haven't yeah. been able to make that happen. You need to yet. come visit. It's beautiful up there. I mean, it's beautiful here, too, but. They have four seasons up there instead of hot and tornado, (laughs) (laughs) which is what we have here. Seriously. (laughs) It's true. Man, speaking of tornado, so you you guys had an early birthday celebration for you this this past weekend, and um, I got to come over for a bit when the storm hit. Man, it got nasty. You know, as soon as I hit the state line, I knew that there were going to be some bad storms. <laughs> I hate storms. I was uh, in a, a 1997 tornado in Arkadelphia that wiped the town out. It was an F4. 
And so I, I really have issues with storms. I don't like them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was some bad weather. I know, it kind of surprised me that you stayed at the house when there was hail and all that jazz. Um, it's because happening. you were there. Because I was there. <laughs> because I have a place I normally go when I feel uncomfortable. You have a shelter. I have a shelter. I don't play with those. Oh, storms. you are VL shelter. You make her feel safe. Oh. That's what cute. I do. That's cute. That's sweet. She was like, why are you sweating so much? There's no reason why, Tracy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was. And I almost rode my bike over to their place. Oh, good Lord. That's a bad yeah. idea. I was like, oh, i got to get a workout in, but I want to make sure I make it over there. And then I realized, I remembered that I didn't have lights on my bike. And then after I got over there, I had to get back home. And it would be dark, and I didn't really want to ride my bike through Park Hill and back around Camp Robinson and through Burns Park in the dark. And so I it didn't. was probably a good call. Yeah, yeah, probably a good call, especially with I the, hail. the dark Saturday night, but not, not Friday night. And then the storms came. I was like, man, I made the right decision. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know it was supposed to storm. I had like eighty. There was like I don't know fifty plus thousand people without electricity. Um, Saturday morning, yeah, in Central Arkansas. That was spooky. About three or four a.m. I've never seen lightning like that before. I mean, Man. I really haven't. And I've seen a lot of bad storms, but that was something else. And I don't know him. I hope one day to meet him. But Brian Mfinger. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's some amazing Listen, pictures and videos. I don't yeah. know what he's making as a salary, but whatever it is, is not enough. That guy's amazing. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I saw seriously. one of his lightning shots. Oh my God. And it was like. That, yeah, oh my god for sure his work is incredible yeah, I just pretty amazing. Love, yeah it, he caught me on a, a video which he didn't mean to catch me but it was maybe about three years ago we were supposed to row one afternoon and we thought oh there's a little bit of weather coming through but if we go ahead and put on real quick <laughs> we'll be able to get off <laughs> in time and um, we sure enough we did we put on the water and Next thing you know, I mean, it was just like, it was coming up on us. And I have never rode so fast in my life to get off that water. Mm-mm. And later he posted a video. It was like a time lapse. <laughs> you see these boats on the water. <laughs> that was me. Trying to get me. off yeah, the water. Trying to get off the water. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah. So Angie, you, um, <clears throat> VL mentioned she's from Arkadelphia. We're both... Henderson State University alumni. Go Reddies. We're both ladies. I was going to say, well, those are Reddies, right? Yeah. yeah. We both played the, sports. Spirit. They're spirits. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Reddies I are. believe all of whatever you're saying to me right now. I'm, I'm Everybody's all in. always like, what is a Reddy anyway? It's a spirit. Yeah. It's right. the Reddy spirit. Yeah. The first school I went to had, um, the mascot was a blue gold, which is a mythological horned bird. So I'm not going to say anything about a Reddy. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to go, yep, that sounds legit, yeah. actually. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yep. Good. So, not yeah, a word. Don't make fun of our Nope. Good. 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 Um, but I met VL. I feel like I've known VL for several years now. You know, maybe you're just like my spirit person or something. Oh, it's your spirit know. spirit. It's your spirit ready. Oh what? my God. That's what it all is. <laughs> what? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> you figured it out. All mm-hmm. it took was this. Boom. Just this bring it right up. here I'll today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That out. Yeah. yeah. But I do. I feel like I've known her forever. But, you know, you, now we're, we have this social media 
yeah. thing that tells us all about our memories from years past. <laughs> and three years is all that I've known Gail. We a met, lot has happened in three years. A lot years. has happened a in three lot. years. It makes it feel like it's been 20. I know it. It feels like a long time. Yeah. So we met. Just because a lot has happened, not because it feels forever when you're with friends with T-Bear, right? It's just that a <laughs> lot has does, happened. It's a ready thing. Well, maybe because okay, it, does it's ready. Like, it does feel like we've been, I mean, because I've really only known, known you, like, for just a couple of years. Year and a half. Two yeah. years. Yeah. 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 And it seems like it's been a lot longer than It sure that. does. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> is, that, is that saying something about me? See, I can see her face when she says that, and no one else can see it. I, yeah. Uh, the common denominator uh, uh, here. Uh, mm, says mm. T-Bear. Uh-huh. Yeah. We pack a lot of life in your friendships. That's what that means. Yeah. 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 Good save. That's right. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Well, but, so, Vian and I met uh, on the steps of the Capitol three years ago. Oh. A little bit before, not a little over three years ago mm-hmm. today, when, when right before marriage equality uh, became law, yep. and when we had a few discriminatory bills that were trying to be passed through the legislature, legislature, which they both actually passed. One was a little bit on the lighter side than what they were originally trying to pass, the RIFRA that was passed, and then. Um, I guess for those of you who don't know, that's religious freedom. Help me out. My mind is <laughs> Reformation Act, right? Yes. Um, yes, you yes. are correct. And the other, which was HB 1228, which became Act 137, which was put in place so that local governments could not pass non-discrimination ordinances. Of course, they're like, no, no, that's not, but... Basically, that's what it was for. And so it was after that that several local um, governments like Pulaski County, Hot Springs, Fayetteville, a small town in the Delta, and some other places passed non-discrimination ordinances before that became law. But anyway, that's when Vienna and I met. But she had this installation, this body, this piece of, of art that was the doors. VL's an artist. She's an artist. Yeah, people, not maybe not everybody knows that, but artist, and I just, my own sideline view, I, I would say become quite <clears throat> prolific specifically when it comes to activism and social issues. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's not an overstatement to say that you have certainly become a prolific artist even in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair assessment? Do you yeah, not my, like being lauded that highly? But yeah, it's my career changed drastically three years ago. I mean, yeah. I was I was supporting myself doing art anyway, but I did more corporate placement and residential things like that. Um, but I'm it changed. I mean, everything changed mm-hmm. with HB twelve twenty eight. I mean, I'm going to be on my deathbed, and HB twelve twenty eight is going to be burned in my brain. Yeah. You know, it was terrible and it was ridiculous and uh, it was scary at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way I look at it, because I'm from South Arkansas and this is going to sound, you know, a little whatever, but I look at it as they came after me. Mm-hmm. You know, these politicians did. I was minding my own business, raising my family, mm-hmm. and it was none of their damn business. 
and they made it their business. And so the way I look at it is, you know, I had to stand up and take care of me and my family and my friends. Right. And, and I will, to this day, I will not rest until those same politicians are unemployed for what they did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're yucking it up a few times about things, but uh, I saw something the other day on social media that I thought was very profound, and I, I agree with it, and I'll stand by it. Um, we have a chance to overthrow the government every two to four years with our votes. Mm-hmm. And if we don't like something, we can change it. And um, I, will, I will do everything I can to make sure that these politicians are out of office mm-hmm. at some point for what they did. Yeah. Uh, they, they scared a lot of people, they ruined a lot of lives, mm-hmm. and you know, it's not over. Mm-mm. And they were, I, I think it's, they were disingenuous, let's say, oh, uh, yeah. in their intentions and the scope of what they were attempting to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. I think disingenuous is probably a very uh, gracious and generous word to give to them because I don't... To me, it was thinly veiled, but all their sign all their sound You're being very were... kind. Yeah. <laughs> I, I call that lying. Yeah. I'm going to let you do that. I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah. But... Well, and it's, it's those same politicians. So... That, that year, what VL did is she has, um, at that point in time, it was six doors. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, it was six doors. It was six doors um, yeah. that you you gained permission to, to put on the steps of the Capitol. And um, they were painted, and on each door they had a difference. So it was like whites only, blacks only, LGBT. Colored only. Co- oh, I'm sorry, colored only. Mm-hmm. LGBT only. Um, Veterans only, homeless only, and the one that said uh, humankind. Well, it said human beings. Human beings. Yeah. I should know this. I've traveled with, I've moved those doors (laughs) a million times. (laughs) You've traveled all the way to New York with me with this door, Miss Tracy. (laughs) They said something. I don't know. I was just doors. But, but, I mean, and it was a very powerful message. I mean, you know, that. It was a simple message of history. Simple. Where, where we've been and where yeah. we cannot allow ourselves to go again. Right. You know. Simple but powerful. And, right. and on the human beings door, right. you have change. Mm-hmm. Chains yeah. on that door. And that and represents which, you being denied the human being status. When you separate people, you're making people beneath others. You're making people have second class status. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, you're not, you're being denied the same human being status as others, mm-hmm. and which is actually against our constitution, and so and I just think it's wrong in general to right. do that to people. Right. So that's what that door stood for. Right. And you know, and I think there was definitely a lot of focus on the LGBT community during that time, and there were a lot of us up there, you know, with our with our flags and different signs and stuff um, because of the marriage equality and I, th- I, I liked what you did there because what they were doing wasn't just affecting our community mm-hmm. it was I mean because it, veterans aren't protected you know the homeless they're not protected and so it was about way more than just us and I think that that, that body of work or that piece of work represented that well, yeah, it did. And, you know, my whole issue has been discrimination is never, it's never contained. 
if you allow discrimination in any way, shape, or form, it will always bleed into another group mm-hmm. of people. And there are, there are a lot of people that are still discriminated against. And HB 1228 was opening the door to basically modern-day Jim Crow laws. Um, it wouldn't have just affected the LGBT community, which is what was targeted. Mm-hmm. Um, that, man, that bill was so recklessly and so poorly written which, by the way, it wasn't even written by our own uh, politicians. It was an Alec Bill Mill. Uh, Mike Pence in Indiana at that time was pushing those Bill mm-hmm. Mills of that. Mm-hmm. It didn't, they didn't even write it here, okay? They bought it from somebody else is what they did. It was a lazy, right. lazy way to govern. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, it would have also opened the door. HB 1228 would have also not only targeted the LGBT community, but it would have targeted the African American community yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, Muslims, anyone of any different faith, uh, it would have targeted them. It mm-hmm. would have actually also uh, immigrants for sure. It would have targeted Christians, mm-hmm. and they didn't even think this through enough to even realize that. Right. Um, and you know anybody could have said, "Oh yeah, well, I don't like Christians. It's against my sincerely held religious beliefs." You know, and so I don't want to have to serve you. And it was just, it was just very, very poorly, irresponsibly yeah. done. Yeah. So I felt that it would have definitely affected my family mm-hmm. and me. And mm-hmm. I thought that I needed to stand up, and that's why I did this. But I wanted to use history mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I have a little story I want to tell at some point during this conversation yeah. about how I was outed by Channel 7. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, and it, they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. But when I was standing there next to the LGBT door, uh-huh. they had filmed it. And so my father at that time had had a heart attack and while we were fighting on the state capitol steps against this bill. And he was at the VA hospital, which was not far down the road. Right. So dad was in a hospital bed. I leave the state capitol. I run down there just to spend some time with him. And we're sitting in his room. I've got my phone, kind of looking at my phone, and I'm talking to my dad. And all of a sudden, the TV, he's got the TV on. All of a sudden, there's Channel 7. And it's a picture of me standing beside the LGBT door. (laughs) And I went, oh, no. And so the room is just quiet. I took a picture of it with my phone, too. I've still got that photo, (laughs) that moment. Um, I said, Dad, I think we need to talk about this. We got something we need to talk about. And he goes, no. He goes, and he was a very, he was a very religious man. Mm-hmm. He says, no, and he didn't look at me. He kept staring at the TV set. He said, go back to your friends at the state capitol. He goes, I want you to know I love you and I'm proud of you. Wow. I've never forgotten that. We never talked about it after that. Wow. But that was a moment. Yeah. It truly was. Yeah. So, and I lost wow. him not long after that. Yeah. So I'm really, wow. Yeah. A lot of good things have happened out of this, you know, disaster, political mm-hmm. disaster mm-hmm. as well. A lot of good things. I've met a lot of amazing people. Yeah. Uh, people that I greatly respect. Um, and, you know, that moment with my father is something that I will always cherish and yeah. remember. Yeah. So, thank you, Channel 7. Yeah, thank you, Channel 7. <laughs> it is something, though, I mean, because it is crazy because it seems as if, I mean, there's it's just that, what do you call it, like the systems uh, theory I mean, we always go through, it's just, it's a constant cycle. We always yep. come back to chaos. Right. And we have to make our way back through it. And we finally, it evens out to where it's, oh, calm again. But we always come back around to chaos at some point. 
But it is it is through that though where it seems like working through that chaos and those problems that people come together and good things happen. Well, they do happen. And even the people that believe completely different than me, um, you know, these are things that we have to work out together, which to me is what a democracy truly is. Mm -hmm. You can't just have one party in charge. It's going to be struggles on both sides. I mean, I try to look at this from both sides a lot, when I, especially when I create these pieces. Um, I mean, I have definitely things I feel strongly about in the way that I want to represent things, but I try to take into consideration others as well if they're not being a jerk. You know, yeah. I don't have time sure. for jerks, yeah, but if they, right. you know, I don't. It's just ain't nobody a, got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. You know, <laughs> don't make time for yeah. me either. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I try to think about that when I do things as well. Mm -hmm. And that chaos is basically people working through things together. And what we're usually working through is change. Mm -hmm. Changes in a society are always difficult for everyone. And I don't like to think I'm that old, but I've seen a lot of things in my time too. I was a little girl during the Vietnam War. I remember seeing. Uh, I saw the Kent State, you know, killing uh, on yeah. television with my grandmother. I was young, yeah. and we sat there and we watched it. So I remember all these things. And I know even though things seem very, very, very crazy and stressed right now, I will say this. We've been through worse as a, as a country. We really mm -hmm. have. And I'm not saying that's an excuse to go through craziness again. Yeah. But I'm just saying if we've made it through some of these other very very difficult times in our life we can do this again yeah you know we yeah. can i believe that it's, i fully it believe takes, it well and it's kind of i mean i also believe it and it's the other thing i think is i mean god what's our alternative i know right so it's yeah things are bleak right now and i think that there's a certain invitation towards i think we all feel inner chaos like as a result we do of everything being so bleak around us but then when you get down to it, it's like, yeah, but yeah, what's the alternative? I, I don't want to spend any more time in this kind of space than I have to. And then I think we eventually come to it. Like, where we're less, it's not that we're less overwhelmed. It's that there comes to a point, whether it be the relatability of finding like-minded people or whatever. But then we become empowered, like, because we can overthrow the government every two to four years. We can. Right? Like, it's... Yeah. But I think that it's it's understandable. Like, the bleak nature of it overtakes us for a while and it has us feeling very defeated. But I think in that we do find similarly-minded people. We don't have to be exactly same-minded. Right. But similarly-minded people find those points of commonality and connection, which I think, again, is what was so genius to me about The Doors. It is. It's like, here, here are the commonalities of, like, at the forefront of discrimination that we've seen. So look, there's this, there are these six groups of people mm -hmm. that have been forced into otherness mm -hmm. at the hands of the majority. And then what that does is bring those six groups of people together, right? That That's is right. like, yeah, yes, not same, very similar. Yes, I can, yes, somebody gets it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's a cohesion that comes from that, which is ultimately, I think, what we need. Yeah, mm -hmm. I believe in the cohesion, especially. I mean, and, and I, I have to say this, too, and sometimes I've noticed this comes across wrong until I explain it out when I say this, but I feel kind of honored to be living in this time period right now because it is a major change going mm -hmm. on in our community and our society. I mean, they're, they're, every generation has to fight for their rights. It, it's mm -hmm. just the way it is. 
Um, but I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this because I, I do feel like I'm trying to listen to other people. You, there's some people you're never going to reach, and you mm-hmm. just can't spend all your energy with that. Mm-hmm. But there's the majority of the people you can, mm-hmm. and those are the people you really need to listen to. You may not agree on things, but you can at least listen to them. And, yes, there's always common ground in something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always a little give and take. And so, but basically... You know, respecting humanity is the most important thing to me. Respecting people as human beings, and not being cruel. You can get your message you can get your message across without being cruel mm-hmm. or doing cruel things to others. And that's really what I hope my work continues to represent. Yeah. You know, but I'm glad to be a part of it mm-hmm. because look at all the cool people I've met. You know, yeah. and you do feel empowered. Mm-hmm. And I hate to use the word desensitized, but you do become desensitized a little bit with chaos. And I think that it makes you stronger if you can just hang in there, and reach out to other people for support, and realize that we really are. Let let the panic subside when things happen. Yeah. We're going to get through this. We are going to get, and we're going to be a better nation and a better people for it. Yeah, I believe yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So there's hope. Yeah, there's always hope. So, so it started, it all started with your doors mm-hmm. on the steps of the Arkansas State Capitol. Um, but that has grown to now a body of, it's more than two dozen pieces now, oh, isn't it's it? It's more than 50 pieces. It's more. Yeah, it's 53 <laughs> pieces, 54. Yeah. And I've, I've touched She's just traveled with me. That's okay. <laughs> okay, now we know Tracy cannot count. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, but it, well, I feel like every day you, you yeah. have a new... A new piece yeah. that you've added, you know, and um, but you've been several places with that now. Of course, you had your own show here in, in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. You've went to Fayetteville and had partial part of it there, and then New, new York, York, and then um, not <clears throat> Richmond but Longwood University. Yeah, um, and then now Montgomery, Alabama, at the Rosa Parks, and it's and it's going to continue to travel. Right. So you've, you've been in several different places. You've been, of course, Central Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas, New York, mm-hmm. and now the South. Oh, and, you know, and in between there on the way. So in, in having this body of work, which is very powerful, very powerful, you guys, vlcox.com, uh, you need to get on there and check out this End Hate uh series because it's just amazing if you can ever see it in person you need to because I've seen people cry I've seen uh, you know the conversations heard the conversations that it starts um, but in, in these different areas that you've been in and of course this is out in Arkansas and you are from Arkansas yeah. from southern Arkansas um, thanks to KATV you're out it's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Thanks definitely out. out. I figured um, just go for it after that, you know. <laughs> Oops. Um, what are some, maybe some, you know, different observations is, you know, of course, you growing up here um, and experiencing that. You've lived in Memphis. You've lived, I think, in Dallas and some different areas and then traveling like you have. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some, some things that you've noticed in these different uh, areas like comparable like your comparison I guess to those experience as being here in Arkansas and those other places what I've noticed is first of all we're all the same second of all um, we do tend and I don't care who you are where you live 
Um, we do tend to live in our own bubble, exist in our own bubble. Uh, New York is a very progressive bubble. DC is a very progressive bubble. Um, the South is a, it's not very progressive and it's a big bubble. Yeah. You know, um, it's, everybody lives in their own bubble. And if we could just kind of acknowledge that, you don't have to disrespect it, you don't have to leave your bubble. Mm -hmm. But if you could just acknowledge that you live in one and kind of open your hearts and your ears and your eyes to other people mm -hmm. a little bit more, you know, it, it really would make a big difference in the world. I think things would go a lot smoother. I think they'd go a lot quicker. And then you're not taking anything away from anybody, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But it's really funny, because, you know, not funny, but, you know, we've, I've had conversations with some friends of mine on the East Coast, and, and they're wonderful people up there, but uh, they, they look at me like I've got three heads sometimes when I talk about <laughs> things going on in the Deep South. Yeah. And Richmond is not the Deep South. I'm talking the Deep South. Right. Where we're, you know, right. um, it is different, and it's, uh, I keep talking to them, and I said, well, you guys don't understand what's going on. And yet then it hits up here on the East Coast and everybody goes, whoa, whoa, what's happening? What's going on politically? Mm -hmm. I said, if you want to see what's coming your way, you know, in two years, you need to look south. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of things do stem down here. I'm not quite sure why, but they do. Mm -hmm. And people seem to be a lot more passionate, a lot more entrenched in their culture. Um, and, and that's okay. But I'm just saying a lot of things seem to kind of spawn here and grow you know mm -hmm. um but i have noticed that people live in a bubble mm -hmm. and when we figure out how to kind of get through those bubbles break through those bubbles a little bit more i think it's going to make a big difference yeah you know i really do believe that yeah so and we have those talks you know all the time because you know everything that happens whether it's on the local level from uh, <coughs> city directors, school board members, to state legislature, to, you know, federal, I mean, from Arkansas to Texas or Arkansas to Missouri, I mean, everything, everything ends up affecting, affecting us. It you does. Know, what, what, right. what we do here is going to affect people in New York. Right. What they do out in California, I mean, so, I don't know, I mean, I think what happens in Hillcrest or in Heights we got to pay attention to everything else that's happening out in Saline County and in Grant County, up in Newton County. I mean, all of that stuff matters. It does matter, and I think inclusion is a big word these days that a lot of people don't think of. Mm -hmm. I think that's why there's been issues with some political parties, both of them really, mm -hmm. is that they become too exclusive and not as inclusive. Mm -hmm. um, some nonprofits are that way, some corporations are that way. I'm just saying that that's just a way a lot of things have kind of happened and grown um, inclusion is a big deal to me and I think it's a, it should be a very big deal to anybody running for office I don't care who you are mm -hmm. you've got to start listening to other people different than you you've got to stop start listening to people that may not have as much as you mm -hmm. you know you've just got to listen to them you may not be able to make them happy but you've got to make the effort mm -hmm. and I just think that everyone other than politicians too I think everyone should make that effort mm -hmm. I mean we're all in this together you know, we're all trying to have a better life. I don't care who you are. Everybody wants a good life. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be able to raise their family. Everyone wants to be able to love someone and be left alone. Right. You know, I just think that people need to be more inclusive. Mm -hmm. And then again, in saying that, I also believe that people need to learn to also mind their own business a little more. Yeah. I think it goes a long way. Yeah. Respect your well, neighbor. I think it could be 
I think it could be inclusive without being intrusive. I agree. That's the best way to put it. I agree so I completely. Think, right. Like what you did there. Hey, thanks. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, wait. Thank here you. we go. Thank you. Appreciate you. That was great. That's yeah. perfect. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think our current president is a demonstration of what you just said. Yeah. That if I look at how, and I'm not, I am not a political scholar or anything. Like, I just observe behavior and draw my own inferences from it. Um, If I look at how do I think that this really happened, right? Because that was a question. It still is a question sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I look and I go, oh, I think that campaign specifically sought out and reached out to people who had felt largely left behind and disenfranchised and by simply showing up and paying lip service or saying all the right stuff there was this whole group of people that had been left behind in the process that felt seen and then they showed up like big time they overthrew the government with their votes they overthrew the government because they felt like for the first time they were being acknowledged they were being recognized they were being catered to and so who doesn't want that feeling right right so they were like hell yeah like left behind no more here we go yeah mm-hmm. and so i think that that's case in point to what you're talking about right. like the <coughs> the need for inclusion and engagement beyond like your inner circle and the exactly like-minded people like that's that's not going to get it done i mean and i think again i'm not a political strategist but if i look at the democratic party i don't think we've been real good at that of reaching beyond our fellow democrats it's been like maybe we can get enough voices from our choir it's like that's that choir's not big enough that's not that's not going to get it done you can't keep preaching no well and it has been based on politics on both parties all you know has been based on money it has Mm -hmm. but i've talked to tracy you know recently about this um listen money i know you have to have some of it you really do. You got to have some to run some ads. I understand all that. Blah blah blah. I'm sure travel costs a lot of money. I travel a lot. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I will say this: the most important thing is not the money; it's the votes. Mm-hmm. It's the people, mm-hmm. and and that. And I, I want to say this as well. I had an issue flying one time. I'm not a very good flyer, <laughs> but anyway, we won't go into that. Um, I ended up getting off a plane, and there was a lot of storms coming in, and I decided I wasn't gonna get back on it again. Okay, mm-hmm. I was a little shook up. I was down in Dallas. So I went to the Trailways bus station. This is just like last year. And I bought a bus ticket. Now, if you've ever walked into a Trailways bus station, you're going to realize that it is like the simplest of the people you will ever find. They are down-to-earth people, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever felt more comfortable in my life being around those people as I did, and it surprised me. They were so nice to me. They were just down-to-earth. Most of them couldn't afford a plane ticket. Yeah. And... I rode the bus for hours on the way back to Little Rock. Now, I wrote a little story about it because it was absolutely hilarious, some of the things that happened. It was great. (laughs) But I've always said it made me realize that the politician that gets on a trailways bus and kicks Mm -hmm. the dirt off his shoes or boots and actually rides that bus and talks to the people will be the next politician for the people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I believe that with all my heart. And I hadn't seen that yet. I hope I do. Right. Because there are people out there that deserve to be heard, 
Right. They deserve to be treated with respect. And I didn't ask any of them their political affiliation. I didn't ask them anything to do with their religious affiliation. All I know is that they held the door for me, they were polite to me, and we carried on wonderful conversation for hours. Mm -hmm. And it can be done, and I believe that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's where the next true leader of the people should right. come from. Mm -hmm. right. And that's what I believe. Mm -hmm. And those are the kind of people I'm going to be willing to support. Right. So. Yeah. It's like, what is it, the, I mean, the, the politician that's willing to, to go get their hands dirty. That's right. You know what I mean? To right. Go out there and work. Quit playing the games. People. We're sick of the games. Yeah. Everybody's sick of the games. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know you have to reach across the aisle. I'm not mm -hmm. saying don't do that, but I'm just saying yeah. just be real. God. Well, well I think you can have, you have the political to... skill, but that yeah. doesn't. Sure. Like you have political skill, but that doesn't mean gamesmanship, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right? So it's yeah. the skill to have the conversations, to be able to negotiate, to find. Even that working across the aisle is what? That's finding the common ground right. as a place to start and right. then moving from there. Absolutely. So it's that, that skill. That's not gamesmanship. They're, right. In my mind, they're very different things. I completely agree with yeah. you on that. Yeah. I completely agree. Because yeah. you've got to be able to meet in the middle. Well, you do have yeah. to meet in the middle. That's exactly yeah. right. Mm -hmm. um, the one I will actually meet someone halfway all day long unless you are trying to be cruel. Yeah. And then I'm going to hit you with everything I've got fighting it. Mm -hmm. There's no way I'm going to stand for that. Mm -hmm. And no one else should either. Right. Cruelty yeah. is completely unacceptable. Yeah. And, you know, so, but other than that, I'll meet someone halfway all day long mm -hmm. and see if we can at least try to respect each other. I mean, don't, like, what I want to say again, never, ever think that that is a sign of weakness because right. it is not. No. No, it's you the know, exact opposite. Absolutely. Right. It, to be it's able hard. to maintain a conversation, yeah. like a meaningful conversation, that is like the actual exchange of information, <coughs> which means me. you have to hear it as well as speaking right. what you do. Right. That is by far more difficult it's than just difficult. popping off right. and storming off when somebody doesn't agree with you. Like mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's. The ability to negotiate and the willingness to meet a person where they are, right. I would agree with you. VL, that's the opposite of weakness because that actually takes much more fortitude. It, takes, it does. Mm -hmm. It, it just takes a does. lot of effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've recently started giving more effort. <laughs> in county? Started putting no. forth more effort in county. Hey, I'm just the muscle. I know. You've been great. No, I mean, because it was guess right in November 2016 or even through that whole campaign you know and then after that it was just it was really easy to get in these you know arguments with people who didn't quite see the same way as as I did and I, I'd like to think that I've matured a lot since then and have avoided those types of um, arguments or conversations and have you know started, I guess, maybe listening more, or at least saying, hey, you know, it's okay that we disagree. Right. You know, right. You, you have your thoughts or beliefs, and I have mine, and, and that's all right. We also have these things in common. That's been, like, a work in progress, I feel like, for me. Well, if we're doing it you right, I mean? we're all works in progress. Yeah. So I don't know that that's, yeah. even that's not an admission of guilt and weakness. Like, that's the truth. Well, no, if yeah. we're doing it right, we're all works in progress mm -hmm. so you go on and do you you're good you're good 
You're good. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Ange. Thanks You're welcome. That. You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate that. And there's a way to find that common ground without denying someone life-saving medical care. Yeah. Now, that's cruel. Yeah. It, it's, it's deadly. Yeah. And it's cruel. Right. So that, right. Well, you know, and even during that time, some of the uh, legislators that were part of that were even admitting that it was overreaching. Way overreaching. You know? But they still put it through. Of course they did. Yeah. And well, I'd like to say I, I misspoke. It was SB 202. I, I thought it was 202, yeah, but I didn't that, say anything. That became yeah. Act yeah. 137, right. which was the um, interstate, intra or interstate right. act, anyway, right. that made it to where local governments couldn't pass NDOs. Right. And then HB 1228 was the original RIFRA that they were trying to pass, but then got passed on to water Senate. So then it was mm-hmm. watered down to SB 9-something, and now it's law. But, um, but yeah, I did. I, I, I spoke. I misspoke earlier. And it's a lot of numbers, It's crazy. a lot of numbers. <laughs> Listen, and I'm a numbers person. But anyway, um, but, yeah, I think that with all of this that's going on, we've still, I mean, there's definitely some people that have become more empowered and a lot of good has come from all of the chaos. I agree. You know? I agree completely. Um, I, there was, and I, I looked this up because, so a friend of ours posted this, a friend all of us know posted this on Facebook um, yesterday. And I didn't really get a chance to listen to it. And then Angie, you shared it with me earlier today via text. And then VL and I happened to be together and... Um, so we got to listen to it together, but Macklemore just came out with a new song, and it's called Wednesday Morning. Yeah. Right? And I, so we don't I have usually a, really like his stuff, so I figured... This is good stuff. I'm, I'm going I'm to jump in and listen to it, because I usually really like his stuff, because yeah. he usually has a lot to say in a not, like, beating anybody over the head kind of way. It's right. pretty it's subtle, but yeah. also obvious, which I appreciate the hell out of that. Because so. I guess it was... It was in 2015, I think, that he had the song mm-hmm. that was all in it was in support of of gay marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now there's this one, and I, I'm not going to play because we don't have a license. Oh right. So I don't know how that works. But I thought I would read uh, the two verses and then. Um, what am I saying? On this, it says the hook, but it's not the hook. You have the verses, and then you have the chorus. chorus. <laughs> that's pretty much what I'm here I for. Cannot. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. I find the words and explain the concept. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. Yeah, she's she's a smart one. Yeah, my face is red now. Um, <laughs> so the first vo- verse is, Humanity is a privilege we can't give in. When they build walls... We'll build bridges. This is resistance. We're resilient. When they spread hate, we shine brilliant. March by the millions till they hear the children. We found ourselves at a distance. Open up the jails and the overcrowded cells. When we oppress anyone, we oppress ourselves. Greatest gift I ever learned is helping someone else. You feel fully fulfilled because you forget about yourself. Service, purpose, works if you work it. Love everyone regardless of the God they worship. This isn't the apocalypse. We can't address the hate till we acknowledge it. If Jesus was alive, would he let Muhammad in? This isn't nature. 
My daughter hugs strangers. We teach fear and preach hatred, put up a fence, scared to meet our neighbors. Think that if we let them in, they'll take advantage of us later. There's so much anger in this world as I raise her. My daughter, hope it's a dream when I wake up tomorrow. And then verse 2, And we fight for the people that haven't had a voice, fight for the First Amendment, fight for freedom of choice, fight for women's rights if she does or doesn't carry, we ride for all the queer folk and fight for all to get married. I'm not moving to Canada, not fleeing the nation, no time for apathy, no more tears and no complaining. Gotta fight harder for the next four and what we're faced with. Got my daughter in my arms and he is not gonna raise her. And then the chorus is, bad taste, bad taste in my mouth, glad wave, I'm glad waving at a patriot's house. Looking for change in the couch, Mad world, mad world, that's what the TV said. Imagine trying to keep your head while your daughter sleeps in bed. And when she wakes up, will the world be the same? Will my girl be afraid in the home of the brave? See, I hope, I hope that it's going to be all right, but what a hell of a night. That's powerful stuff right there. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. It's very powerful. Will my girl be afraid in the land of the brave? Like, that's the one that... I mean, there are several, right, yeah. like, little, um, there are several lyrics in there, but, yeah, each time that I hear that, I'm like, man, that's, yeah, because how many people are currently <laughs> very scared? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not without reason. Yeah. I mean, it's, that that's the worst part. It's not without reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like people are overreacting and this whole snowflake shit needs to go away. Um, because it is scary. I, it just is. And if we act like it's not, I, yeah, I worry about those, again, that are marginalized even more so yeah. than we are. Because I can, I can say, yes, I'm, I'm the part of a, um, a minority community. I'm marginalized. But I also have immense privilege, and I can acknowledge that. Right. Like, Absolutely. I have no problem acknowledging that. Yeah, me too. Um, and I think it's those of us, generally with any kind of privilege, but certainly if you are a member of a marginalized community and you find yourself with privilege, you damn well better use it for the right stuff. You better be speaking up for others. Right. That's exactly yeah. right. Right. You know, and fear and dividing people is very profitable. It's a well, very, very sure. profitable market. Mm-hmm. And I've always believed, and I've had a family member that I love very much and respect highly tell me this before, there's only two emotions in life. There's only two, love and fear. All the other emotions stem from that. Mm. And fear is just, right now, it's a lot more profitable. Yeah. You know? And that's why it's being just forced on people so much, because people, other people are benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. But you're sure. right about the privilege. I never thought about privilege until three years ago. Yeah. I'm a little behind the curve on some of this, I guess, but I never thought about it. Mm-hmm. And I've had immense privilege. And I'm just doing the very best that I can to acknowledge that mm-hmm. and to try to use it, like you said, to speak out and help others and try to try to right some wrongs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you know I like to because you know your your body of work has a lot of pieces that um, touch on slavery the KKK I mean it's a lot of heavy stuff and you have done your due diligence in, in speaking with people about how that message comes across I try to be real careful with that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I call it cultural appropriation. I really try to take that seriously. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to tell someone else's story. I want to tell the story through my eyes and my experiences. And before I do a project that has anything to do with the African-American community, um, I will reach out to some people that are African-American that I truly respect and trust. Um, I've had numerous people that I've you know, conferred with on things before I did it, but did these projects because I want to make sure the message comes across correctly. Mm -hmm. And I've just tried to be very, very careful and very respectful um, of others when I do these projects. Mm -hmm. Oh, now the Klan? Whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. My great-grandfather was almost killed by the Klan. I have a reason and a right to say anything mm -hmm. I want. And I had the Klan come after me when I did the doors. And, you know, I had a loaded shotgun by my studio for two years. Mm -hmm. And then I had some crazy Christian guy from Conway. And to be honest with you, he was m behaving much worse than the Klan. Well, oh, he yeah. was terrible. I finally just ignored him because he was so insane yeah. acting. But, you know, forget the Klan. I forget those guys. But the rest of it, you know, I do try to take other people's stories into consideration before I do it. Yeah. Well, I think so. that that's the... That, that's the use of privilege that we're talking about, right? Absolutely. That it's respectful it and responsible. Mm -hmm. It is. Is to recognize that you have it, to recognize that others have less, mm -hmm. to recognize that those who can't tell their stories, that's not your story to tell, right. but you certainly, in concert with them, absolutely can appropriately share the story if they agree to and help construct that narrative. Like, it, it's... That's the respectful, responsible use of privilege. I think that everybody should be working towards. I completely agree. Mm -hmm. um, religious, you know, I've talked. I talked to people from a lot of different religious backgrounds. I have a lot of Muslim friends. I have a lot of Christian friends. I have Baptist friends. I have Catholic friends. I have Presbyterian. You know, mm -hmm. I talk to everyone before I do these projects. And uh, you're right about that. And I think that's the way everybody should be doing right now. I think that that's just the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. But I think that's why the work has been so powerful and so well accepted. Yeah. Because you can tell that there's, I feel like that my work is a voice, not just my voice, but it's others' voices as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hope it continues to represent that, right. represent their voices too. Yeah. Well, and just the way that you use the, you know, you can see how that comes out through the way the you choose these pieces, like, you know, because I've been with you when you've been looking for things, when you've, when you've had a thought in your mind, um, when you're thinking, okay, this is the next project, I want to do something surrounding this, and you're looking for a piece that's just going to jump out at you. I mean, you're very thoughtful, in, and they're always kind of antique, and the way you put them together, like every single piece in, in those works means something. Mm -hmm. You know, it's symbolic somehow. Mm -hmm. And... I think that's what, you know, that's a big part of what makes that so powerful, too. I mean, it's not just like you're you're grabbing some canvas or you're, you know, I don't know. It's just the thought, your thought process and how you go into that means a lot. Well, it's like the, what I got from that was to go, oh, so it's like an, an intentional, like everything is very intentional. And it's intentional reverence, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. then I think that that's what resonates with people. Mm-hmm. Because I think at any point that there's that kind of thoughtfulness and consideration, how is that not going to translate to people? Because mm -hmm. especially when there seemingly is such a void of that right now. Right. So anyone who shows up and is intentionally 
reverent about subject matter while respectful and responsible, that's the stuff that's going to resonate for sure. And mm -hmm. I think that that's exactly why now we can go, yeah, prolific is the appropriate word for what you're doing right now. And I think that that's how we got to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to the body of work coming to Richmond next. It'll open in September. We pick it up from Montgomery, Alabama, uh, late August. Mm -hmm. And Richmond's going to be the biggest metropolitan area the entire body of work has been seen in. I mean, some of the pieces have been to New York and stuff. But this is going to be the entire body of work. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that because Richmond is still the South. Mm -hmm. It's not the Deep South, but it is the South. There's a mm -hmm. lot of history there. And then, you know, you've all, you're also going to be very close to the New York, Washington, D.C. area. Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to this. And yeah. I think it's going to get a good response as well. I'm looking forward to making new connections and talking to more people. Mm -hmm. uh, because this is going to be a Jewish Holocaust museum it's going to be shown in. And if anyone wow. understands wow. about yeah. discrimination, it is the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm honored, beyond honored, to have been asked to show at this place and to exhibit here. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. So you guys get your plane fare. Right. And you right. can stay at my place. Start looking right. now. Can start looking now. Booking right. the tickets. Yeah. yeah. God, I need to get over Do I have there. to carry stuff? Like, T-Bear can do that. I don't, I don't, I don't Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but if you're coming a day early. No. <laughs> All right. No. I'll, I'll do. I follow. Well, Listen, sometimes I follow directions. I just directions, put my okay. head down and I just start. Yeah. I just start moving. I just. I can count stuff. Where you want this, Phil? Where you want this? I can count stuff. You can stuff. Tracy That's jumps right in with those professional museum handlers, and she just does her job. She knows what to do. I'm not yeah. surprised. That, that's yes, yeah. exactly. Man, we have we have. I've been a lot of miles with you. That's for sure. You know, you really have. Yeah. The doors of loan. Last time I added them up, and I need to go back and look again. I keep a little chart. Um, the doors have traveled over ten thousand miles. Wow. Yeah. And the other bodies of you know, work have now traveled quite a bit, but the doors have traveled more than any of the other ones. And this is only year three, wow. and it's ten thousand miles. And yeah. just and the exhibition is just now starting to really be seen and take off. Mm -hmm. So we'll see where they end up. I like counting those miles. Yeah. <laughs> well, because there are a lot of eyeballs in those miles, right? There's yeah. a lot of eyeballs, and then a lot of minds. Yeah, in yeah. those ten thousand miles, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, and you know. And I keep thinking the story that you tell me. So you, because you took him to D.C. Mm -hmm. Shortly after you had him on the steps of our Capitol, right? You went to the Lincoln Memorial mm -hmm. uh, in D.C. with him, and it was there that now wasn't he a former KKK member? He was a former skinhead and Klansman. Yes. Yeah. Um, there was a, and I've told this story a lot. It's, a, it's just a great story. Um, while I was on the you know, the steps of the Lincoln Memorial talking to people. They were, oh my gosh, so many people there that day. Um, Paula Morell, who was with us that day, she walked up and she goes, hey, uh, this person wants to meet you. I got a guy that wants to meet you and I want to introduce you. And I said, okay, okay. So I walk away from the people I'm talking to and I look up and there's this looming man. He's huge. I yeah. mean, he is a big guy <laughs> and he's a skinhead. And I've had uh, gang training. I've worked with incarcerated youth before. And I've had a lot of gang training, actually. And I knew exactly what those tattoos that I saw <laughs> represented. Right. And I thought, oh, no, this is not going to go well. <laughs> oh, my God, what have I done? This is I it. know. I know. This is it. Oh, my God. It was it it really, the way I go in history. Yeah, it made my uh, blood run cold a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
and he stuck his hand out to shake my hand. And of course, I just stuck my hand out and in a quiet voice, he said, I wanna thank you for what you're doing with these doors. And I was just stunned. I sat there and looked at him and with my mouth open, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. And then I said, thank you. <laughs> and he said, my heart was pounding. And he said, uh, I was born in the Klan in South Georgia. Uh, my father and my brother are still in the Klan in South Georgia. He goes, my wife and I, and she was standing next to him. We fled South Georgia under the cover of darkness years ago with my, trans with my son because they were going to kill him because he was transgender. Wow. And he goes, I'm now here in Washington, D.C. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to become a man of peace, and I'm getting my tattoos removed. Wow. And he had some Buddhist necklace on and some earrings in yeah. his ear, and I thought, wow. Wow. I, I mean, you could have knocked me over with a feather, but if that man can change his heart, anybody can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the love for his son overrode any affiliation he had with hatred. Yeah. And that took guts. It took strength. Mm-hmm. And it, I really I admire him. Yeah. I've got photographs of that day that someone had taken that was with us, and I've got photographs of us talking, and um, I'll never show it. It was it was a personal yeah, moment, personal, sure. yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. But that is a moment that I will never, ever, ever forget. Mm -hmm. And what a lesson! Yeah. I mean, really. So yeah, it's powerful. That's just one story of many. I mean, I yeah. hear stories all the time when they see the doors and some of these other bodies of work, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know. People keep wanting me to stand up and do all these real fancy <laughs> artist talks, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't, I don't, that's not a jam. <laughs> I yeah. say that. The most, one of the most comfortable ones I ever did was in Fayetteville. Mm -hmm. uh, Sharon, uh, the art, I mean, the director of the gallery up there, Killian, she's amazing, and I really, I was terrified, of course, but, because I'd never done an artist talk before then, mm -hmm. but, um, she was wonderful and it really helped a great deal to be there and do that and sherry was out yeah. in the audience asked me when you question. were there one question and i was on a roll is, yeah, <laughs> is, yeah, yeah then it flows like, you know <laughs> but but what i try yeah. to do and i'm gonna get better with this i've got some other plans in the future um another reason other than just not being used to speaking in public which i'm getting better at yeah. um is because I don't want to spoon feed people things. Mm -hmm. I want them to engage with this body of work the, the best that they can. I want them to walk up and read the descriptions because I'm also a writer, I love to write. And I write the story, the, the, the images themselves can be very misleading if you just look at them from across the room. Yeah. You really need to know the story that goes along with them because it changes the dynamics and it changes the, the meaning and the purpose completely. Mm -hmm. And so, what I like to do is I like to meet people up front and all this stuff, and I don't mind talking a little bit, but I really want people to spend some time and look at the exhibition and read the descriptions and then come up and talk to me or ask me to walk alongside of them or come ask me a question. Mm -hmm. I like the one-on-one -on -one interaction more because it, it takes the responsibility and hands it to the viewer, mm -hmm. and sure. I really want to do that. Um, we're working on some uh, film <clears throat> for some of the future exhibitions that talk about the exhibition. Uh, the one thing about the Virginia Holocaust Museum I'm very excited about <clears throat> is that instead of an artist talk, which I will be there to answer questions the night of the private opening the day before it goes public, is that they are busing school kids in from rural Virginia schools wow. to see this exhibition. And they have done this before with Holocaust survivors. And then they'll talk about things one-on-one, -on -one, look at the exhibition, and then they sit down and they do an art project together of what the kids got out of it. Mm. 
And that's what they're going to do with my exhibition. And I'm extremely looking yeah, forward to that yeah. because I feel that this is where a lot of the problem lies is in these rural communities where some of these kids do not have access to information mm -hmm. about history, about civics, about a lot of other things. Um, it's just it's just not available. Right. And, and when it is, like they want to pull up a cell phone or whatever, you know, they, it's, they don't know what to look for. So right. I really want to take this opportunity. I want to keep this exhibition really grassroots. Mm -hmm. I want to use the opportunity uh, to talk and to, to listen and to maybe teach. as more of an educational tool, I guess, mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to working with these young kids. Yeah. And I hope well, to do that more in the future, too. That's what's so important. It's very important. Yeah. It's well, I mean, very important. They are future, yeah, right? they are, and it's Absolutely. right. So whether it's the guy that you met who grew up the way he did in right. South Georgia, or if it's, I mean, even Macklemore's, there's a verse in there, like there's a lyric in there that says, like this is not natural. Like the hate part is not natural that it's mm -hmm. that it's taught. So we need to show up to teach that love is actually that's true more natural. And you can't be what you can't see. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and we've heard a lot of people, you know, really important, cool people say that, but it, it's so true. You cannot be what you can't see. Mm -hmm. And if you've never been exposed to anything other than what you've been told in your small community, then you just don't know what's out there. Right. And so I'm looking forward to this. And I, you know, I've got some future things coming up at the end of 2019 that I'm not at liberty to talk about yet because we're still going to work into the details. But um, this is a template that I hope to repeat mm -hmm. is to bus kids in and talk to them about it, mm -hmm. you know? I don't mean children, children, I mean right. young adults. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people that are sure. old enough to understand this, yeah. appropriate, of course. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. That was and a little teaser. Yeah, I, I, was I, think, a little I think we got it first. Yeah, there's more <laughs> things coming. We got coming. the news. We, we got the Out in Arkansas, right. Tracy and Angie. We got yeah. word that there will be word in the future. There is yeah. big news coming. Teaser. Yeah, got it. End, end of 2019, there's some big news. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll we'll address that later. That's good stuff. I mean, because yeah. I just, you know, I have, well, I've been honored to, to be able to play a small role and, and help you at times in this because I do, I think that it's, course you're just a cool cat whatever. Aww, thanks, <laughs> you're a good friend whatever <laughs> but it is it's such an important message because it is something that you know we don't get that doesn't get talked about right. in school you know there's so much of this stuff that I've learned through your body of work that I had no clue of otherwise and you know and until I really got active and kind of get thrown into this activist well role as well I'm still learning. There's so much that I didn't know. I mean, about government, about so many different things, and I'm still daily, you know, yeah. learning more and more and more. And I just, anyway, I appreciate what you're doing because I know it takes a lot of energy and a lot of time, but you are so passionate about it, and I think it's important for so many people. And, and thank you. Thank you guys for doing it. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for being here today with yes. us. Right. Yeah. yeah I've enjoyed this. Thank <laughs> we you. We had a major crit today. Yeah, we did. Yeah. 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 Here. yeah. Major crit. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Coming in here and uh, sitting on the couch and shooting the stuff with us. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you. So you guys, if you've, if you've been listening, we hope you have been. This has been Out in Arkansas with Tracy and Angie. We're your host, Tracy Berry and Angie Bowen, and our guest today, V.L. Cox, um, Arkansas native, 
coming back and visiting with us. She's now in Richmond and has a very powerful body of work, artwork that's kind of touring the country right now. Um, and you can see that at VL Cox, VL, V as in victory, <laughs> L as in love, nice. Cox, C O X, VL Cox. Dot com. Well um, and if you ever get a chance uh, to see it in person, please do so. But definitely check it out on social media and on the web. And again, thank you, VL. And thank you, Arkansas Times, for making this podcast possible. Get on arktimes.com and check out their library of podcasts, of which we are in the top five. Right. We're in top five podcasts. <laughs> We're top yeah, five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, tune in next Thursday. Have a good week. Have a good week. Bye.